Hi, I'm Carmen LaBerge. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBerge. Getting ready to represent Christ to your world today. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. Well, good morning. I want to lead off this hour um, with a conversation about life and death and some of the realities that we are facing here in the United States of America and just across our northern border in Canada. This is a conversation um, about what is happening to people in periods of extended isolation. And so Let me just go ahead and warn you in advance. This is a disturbing headline. So the director of the Centers of Disease Control for Disease Control here in the United States of America, Dr. Robert Redfield, said, quote, we're seeing, sadly, far greater suicides now than we are from deaths of COVID. We're seeing far greater deaths from drug overdose that are above excess what we had as background then uh, we are seeing uh, deaths from COVID. So what the um, director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is telling us um, is what is happening to people in these times of very, very extended isolation um, is that both suicide and drug overdose are increasing at a rate that is um, really hard for us to even begin to imagine. There has been a what he describes as a disproportionately negative impact on young people's mental health because of uh, the lack of access to public schooling. And as uh, our Detroit public school teacher mentioned in the first hour, um, a reduction in calls to Child Protective Services for abuse. Those have fallen off some 80 or 90 percent. That's not to say that abuse of minors has decreased by 80 or 90 percent, but that they are not in those safe environments and relationships where anyone is calling out to get them the help that they so desperately need. Um, why bring this up? Well, because... Um, Once we do get over the COVID hurdle or out of the COVID shutdown or beyond the current COVID crisis, there will be waves of COVID crisis for us to deal with as what we might call the aftermath. And so I just want us to begin um, considering that, preparing for that, and, um, and recognizing that ministries related to trauma recovery and mental health and um, and drugs and alcohol abuse and um, and then the kinds of abuse that tend to violent abuse that tend to fall after that domestic violence um, and the abuse of minors. I mean, all of that is going to be in the aftermath of uh, of what we're facing now. And so we need to prepare for it spiritually. We need to be preparing in our churches um, and we need to be preparing personally to come alongside those 
who uh, are going to need a lot of help when we're uh, when we're over the actual shutdown for the pandemic. Assisted suicides in Canada have sh- seen a shocking number of deaths um, related to isolation or loneliness. So this is from a story from across the northern border. Uh, quote: The shocking numbers are those quote perceived those who are perceived to be a burden on family, friends, or caregivers, um, and those who uh, who show as the reason for the taking of their own life, isolation or loneliness. So a person is taking their own life because they perceive themselves in the midst of the COVID shutdown to be a perceived burden on their family, friends, or caregivers, and or simply because they find themselves isolated and uh, and alone and lonely. Um, and so we have this driving factor in hundreds of assisted suicide cases, maybe thousands, the article says, um, simply because uh, people have the impression that other people would benefit by them being, quote, out of the way. Um, that is not who we want to be. That is uh, sadly who we have become. Let us be people who are pro-life for every life and for all of life, for every stage of life and every circumstance of life, um, from conception to natural death. Let's be people who get on the right side of this conversation um, and know how to talk with one another and invite the problems of others um, out of isolation and into the light where Christ can help heal. Next up, I've got Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. We're going to have a personal conversation about personal renewal. That's up next. You're on Mornings with Carmen. Joining me now, Bill English. You can find him at BibleAndBusiness.com. Bill, welcome back. Hey, thanks. Good to be back. How are you doing today? I'm well, thank you. I'm well. Good, um, good. So let's talk about personal renewal. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> well, it's unusual, you know, for, it's unusual for someone to just come right out and, and, and say, hey, you know what, I've recognized this about myself, and so, you know, let's uh, let's talk about what, we tend to avoid talking about which are our our own spiritual practices sometimes our spirit the deficiencies in our spiritual practices and our need to renew those um frequently so you're you're willing to talk about it so i'm just opening the yeah. door oh, okay well thank you you know part of this connects back to your to your lead in there at the top of the hour um my heart went out to those people that you were talking about um, a, a little, and I'll, I'll connect those dots here in just a moment. The this came because I, and I, I'm continuing to write my book. I, I don't talk about that much, but uh, I'm in my fourth year of writing this very difficult book on what the Bible has to say about owning a business, and um, I, I was in chapter three, which is part of the freedom from bondage of sin piece section, I should say. And how righteousness can satisfy us and how righteousness can meet our needs as we look to replace sinful behaviors with righteous behaviors. And I, I'm the type of guy, Carmen, that I'm not going to publish a book if I can't live it out. If, if I can't live this book, I'm not going to publish it. I'm not even going to send out the manuscripts for review. And and Lord really tapped me on the shoulder last week when I was writing uh, about uh, the, the part of the Beatitudes where um, – Christ says, uh, you know, if you if you uh, hunger and thirst for righteousness, you'll be satisfied. 
And the context there was probably if we have addictive behaviors or when we sin, in part it's because we're not satisfied with something. We have an urge and we're trying to medicate it. We have an urge and we're trying to get satisfaction. And the only place I can find in Scripture where it says, hey, you know, if you do A, you're going to be content. If you do this, you're going to be satisfied. And guess what it is? It's hungering and thirsting for righteousness. And I had to admit to myself, you know, I'm not good at this. Mm. And, and, and there are times, Carmen, I, I got to tell you, there are times when I, if I was honest with myself, I define righteousness, living righteously, as simply the absence of sin rather, mm-hmm. than, rather than the pursuit of God, right? And, and having a, a deep desire built into me, and I, I had to uh, pray and say, God, I, I honestly don't know what, the, what this really means, and I don't know how to do this. I, I'm like the centurion, help my unbelief, right? And, um, and so that was, that was what's been on my mind and my heart for the last week. Um, and that also uh, was reinforced to me, ironically, through uh, I was, I was uh, producing a, a video for my Bible and Business YouTube channel on uh, a leadership lesson from the life of David, First Kings or First Samuel 16. And when God asked Samuel to go to, um, to go to Bethlehem and Jesse's house and anoint David, Samuel's first response is, "Wait a minute, Saul's going to kill me. He's going to hear about this, and he's going to kill me." And here you have probably one of the most mature, seasoned uh, uh, high priests that Israel ever had, who walks closely with God, getting rattled by the risk that is sitting in front of him, the very real risk. Now, God gives him a way out of that, uh, but I took comfort in that, knowing that even seasoned, mature leaders can be rattled by significant ministry or, or significant risks. And uh, when we are not hungering and thirsting for righteousness, we're not walking close with God, we're going to be rattled by risks, we're going to take on risks that are, given, that are driven out of our selfish ambition rather than being led by God to take those risks. And uh, I, was, I, I was convicted that in order to be really the leader that God wants me to be, to be the, uh, both in business and in my church— I have to really up my game on pursuing him and pursuing this whole hungering and thirsting of righteousness. And so actually when Paul emailed me as he does on Tuesday mornings and he says, hey, what do you want to talk about tomorrow? Uh, This was what was on my mind. And so that's why I responded the way I did. Psalm 42.1, like seems to call out, you know, like as the deer pants for streams of water. So, um, right. So my soul pants for God. That's that unending thirst. Um, not only for righteousness as maybe defined in the world as like moral correctness or moral rightness, but righteousness as defined in the new Testament as, um, as that, which is only, uh, arrived at because Christ achieves it and then God gives it to us uh, when we come to him in Christ. Like, I, I, I have no righteousness of my own. And the moment that I imagine I have a righteousness of my own, I have become um, self-righteous and therefore completely unrighteous. Like, 
I, so I do think the righteousness conversation is a really, really healthy one for us to have. Um, uh, I can tell you, we have a number of, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I can say this. There's a number of self-righteous listeners to this program because they communicate a lot. Um, and, and, the, and the way that they sling their own personal moral, uh, morally superior arrows at, at my guess um, is sometimes astounding to me. And so this is something that we are all dealing with, not just Bill. And so, Bill, I think that we are um, we're having a an, a very important conversation um, that's applicable to every single one of us. And it is about the need for us to hunger and thirst in reality, not 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 just in, you know, rattling off the Beatitudes, but to genuinely hunger and thirst for righteousness and what does that mean and look like uh, in in a redeemed life. So Bill English and I are going to continue this conversation in just a moment. You can find him at BibleAndBusiness.com. We'll be right back. Returning to my conversation with Bill English from BibleAndBusiness.com. Um, Bill, let's just continue talking about godliness and our yeah. pursuit of God. When you think about pursuing yeah. God, let's just talk about some practical ways that you pursue God. You know, um, the way that I do it, and I'm not saying this is the cat's meow here, but uh, the way that I do it is I'm kind of anti-cat. Uh, are you just really? As a, just as a side item, I'm 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 I've met one cat in my entire life that I esteemed. Oh. And I know, I know. So I'm just letting you know. I the cat's you know, meow you know, gets gets me nowhere. The uh uh Gary sleeps with me um most nights. <laughs> Our cat's name That's is such Gary. a dangerous quote. That's such a dangerous <laughs> quote to have out there now like recorded oh, no. and I know. Um, pull, pull quote. Yeah, I know. So, okay, Gary is your cat. This should Gary just, you should cat. have led into this with Gary is our cat. Yeah, no. Gary's sorry. All right. Cat. Cat's meow. This may not be the cat's meow, but I just, one I, of your spiritual practices is? To pray when God prompts me. Mm. And, uh, and I find that he prompts me uh, throughout the day. And these are not, you know, 20-minute prayer sessions. These are usually a couple of sometimes just a couple of seconds up to maybe 30 seconds or a minute. And I often ask, well, what do you want me to pray about? And I hear right away. And then I pray about that. And, uh, but in, uh, in this last week, what I've been asking God to do is please disclose yourself to me. John 15, right? If we, if we, if we obey his commands, he will come to us and he will make his home with us and he will disclose himself to us. That's the Bill English paraphrase. And, uh, I'm asking God to really disclose himself to me in a way that I've never had before. Part of that, Carmen, is because of my leadership roles and because of my strong belief that, um, uh, stewardship, to be a good Christian steward is not a transactional relationship. You have to ha- have to understand the heart of the master and his intentions or her intentions. Um, but I hear we're talking about God, so it's his intentions. If, uh, if you're going to represent him well and steward what he has given you well, you have to understand his heart. 
and I and I really connect the dot of hungering and thirsting for righteousness and letting God help me take significant risks and and uh, getting close to the heart of God so that I can steward and lead in the way that points others to him and accomplishes more for his business or not business but his kingdom and I, this has just been a huge um I mean, these are common things, but it's really mm. having a new effect on me. Um, I don't think they're common. I, I wouldn't use that term. Um, you know, they may not be new, right? Nothing new under the sun. In fact, this this entire conversation about craving and desiring God, and um, and there I would point to Solomon's own, uh, own desire um, to know God. That's what this is about. This is about the pursuit of God and how we pursue God and we never grow weary of that pursuit because it right. becomes our craving, right? Though the world would very much uh, have us crave many other things, including self-righteousness, including including a sense of moral superiority, which is the way the world often defines righteousness. Um, and what you're talking about is a a renewed, reawakened. Um, I mean, this is uh, this is something that we have to return to moment by yes. moment, day by day, yes. week by week, month by month, year by year, season of life by season of life, because we do become distracted by the cravings of this world. The Bible deals a lot with cravings. And, um, and what we're talking about today is, do I crave, do I crave God? Um, and, and his righteousness. Yeah. And, and trust that everything else will be added unto me. I mean, that's Jesus's promise. But that's where you find satisfaction. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. That's the only place where God absolutely. says, if you do this, you're going to be content. If you do this, you're going to be satisfied. Uh, I remember Steve Loopstra, who used to run Prayer Transformation Ministries, he would put it this way. He would say, are we desperate for God? That was his phrase. Are we desperate for God? And I, I was walking into Menards with my wife on, on Saturday, and I just said, you know, is God really With enough? your mask on. Uh, no, I'm not, sure with not your... outside. No, I put it on once I got in. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> but I do. That's I, I have to make, I have to make periodic public service announcements, like just every once in a while for the good of us all. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, mask up, please. It's the right thing to do. We're um, not wearing but... masks now or we'd be all muffled. Well, yeah, but we're also alone in our own studios. <laughs> <laughs> Thousands of miles apart. I know. Thousands like, of right, miles apart. Radio but, is you... great during, by the way, during. Oh, yeah. Oh, Paul wants me to assure everyone I'm only 800 miles away. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you see, but, he's like, you know. 800 constant... miles as the crow flies, yes. Nice, nice. But we could talk about crows one day. I, 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 well, want, I want to connect one other dot and, and from your lead-in about the about the people who are committing suicide, about the people mm. who are being lonely and all that. I just want to suggest, as crazy as this sounds, that if you draw close to God and you learn to really find your satisfaction and contentment in God, that you will find that He is enough and at least some—now, we're psychosocial beings, I get that, but some— of your loneliness and some of your pain is going to go away because he has promised satisfaction in these ways. That uh, is certainly my own experience. And, um, and I also know that apart from him, it's just desperation. And so, uh, you know, if you're, if you are lonely today and you are experiencing 
um, depression and loneliness. Bill and yeah. I want to come as a brother and sister in Christ and, and offer you what has satisfied our souls, and that is Jesus. And we yes. want to invite you to consider him this day. Um, consider Jesus. Call out to him. Cry out to him. Open uh, God's word. Um, hunger and thirst for, for God. Um, Bill and I are desperate for him. And, uh, and we want to share that which has satisfied our souls with you, and that is Jesus Christ. Bill, um, the, we've got listeners thanking you for your transparency um, and your honesty this morning. So let me just echo that. And thank you, as always, for joining us on Mornings with Carmen. Hey, it's great to be on the air with you. Thank you, Carmen. Give, give Gary a uh, scratch behind the ears. I will. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right, just a word of gratitude to all of you who, like Bill, are pursuing God and godliness this morning in and through Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. And it's Wednesday, and one of the things that I'm reminded uh, every Wednesday is that there's this rhythm in the spiritual life of a Christian where, you know, midweek we are as far from Sunday um, services and Sunday school and um, sort of that infusion that we get every week. Uh, we're as far from it in both directions as we're ever going to be. And so if you have not been in the Word of God since Sunday, it, it's time, my friends. Um, and if you have not been in a time of concerted prayer, if you've not been in fellowship with God and God's people, um, if you have uh, if you have not been with Him and pursuing Him, let me invite you to do that uh, anew and afresh today. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. All right, uh, my next conversation is with John Kingston. It would be difficult for me to be more excited about a conversation with somebody than I am about this conversation. Um, American Awakening is the book. Better Together is the vision um, and the effort uh, John Kingston is going to talk with us from the perspective of history and science and faith and culture and offers eight forgotten principles designed to restore the soul of America and to help all of us um, break through our cultural divides and actually rediscover who we are, which is better together. We'll be right back. This is Max Locato. How do you handle your tough times? When you're tired of trying, tired of forgiving, tired of hard weeks or hard headed people. How do you manage your dark days with a bottle of pills, alcohol, a day at the spa? Many opt for such treatments, so many in fact that we assume they re-energize the sad life. But do they? Well, they numb the pain, but do they remove it? We like sheep follow each other off the ledge, falling headlong into bars and binges and beds. Is there a better solution? Indeed there is. Be quick to pray. Talk to Christ who invites. Are you tired, worn out, burned out? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. Jesus says, I will show you how to take a real rest. You see, God who is never downcast, never tires of your down days, just go to him. This is Max Lucado. John 
Kingston probably needs a little introduction for most people. I'm going to simply introduce him right now so he and I can get talking. I'm going to introduce him as the author of American Awakening, Eight Principles to Restore the Soul of America. John, welcome to Mornings with Carmen. It's so great to be with you. Thanks so much for having me on, and hello to all your listeners. So I could have introduced you, um, and it would have taken our entire time together to, uh, you know, to rattle off um, all of your really extraordinary life experiences. Um, talk with us about this project, not just the book, but the larger project in which uh, you find yourself engaged. Yeah. So, so I ran for office in uh, 2017, 2018, as running for United States Senate in Massachusetts. And, and what I found out there, uh, Carmen, was was just so much um, uh, fear and pain um, and, and sense of, of uh, uh, things uh, being out of control in people's lives. This is 2017, 2018, um, you know, which seems like ancient history now, though, uh, given everything that's happened since. And, and I realized that, that the, the issues that we, were, that we were wrestling with as a country were, were not fundamentally um, public square or political issues, although we all talk about them in those terms, like why can't we all be civil with one another? More fundamentally, it was a spiritual uh, set of issues. It was it was about uh, who we're supposed to be as people, um, you know, as children of God, uh, made in God's image, um, individually, collectively, and and how to help everybody rewire who they actually are, and that we are indeed better together. Uh, and, and so, out of that came the, the American Awakening idea. Two years ago, we launched it. Um, you know, a concept of spiritual awakening together in America. Um, I heard the lead into the this, this, the uh, my, the uh, little segment we're on right now, and it was uh, for King and Country uh, with Tori Kelly and and uh, Kirk Franklin. And um, as as I think you know, we 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 had a concert last night, which is re- being replayed tonight, where for King and Country, um, you know, was with us um, doing that song, um, you know, along with Lecrae and 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 uh, Jonathan McReynolds and um, Crowder and and others. And, 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 you know, the, the idea is it's not writing a book is great. Um, you know, we all need words to put to, to what the moment is. Um, but, but we also need art and symbols in, in ways that, that, you know, people are actually demonstrating what it is to be children of God, um, people of faith together um, in this terrible, terrible moment that we live in in America right now. Um, let me just uh, in, in, invite our listeners, if you want to actually watch the entire Better Together concert from last night, it is available on YouTube. American Awakening, uh, Better Together, those would be the things on YouTube that you would search and it will come up and it's an hour and 36 minutes of really great content that introduces you um, and invites you in and is very, very compelling. So that event Thank was you. last night. The book launched yesterday. Um, American Awakening, Eight Principles to Restore the Soul of America. Um, John, I want to um, I want to walk through the eight principles, but we're going to do that after the break. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do this before the break. Um, wh- wh- why do we need to remember and what do we need to remember or what is the cost of forgetting? Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, look, we, we are people um, and, and I know you do this on your show all the time. We are people that, that are, are children of God. I mean, we, we are made in, in God's image. And, and if, if we forget that each one of us are made in God's image, put on the planet for purpose and meaning and significance, and that we are 
you know, when I say each one of us are made in God's image, that means you're made in God's image. I'm in made, made in God's image. And Paul, who was, you know, the producer I just talked to a minute ago is as well. And our deepest enemy in, in the, the other side of the political divide, whatever that might mean in, a, in American discourse to you, is also made in God's image. And, and so so if if we don't if, if we don't recall that, that that's the fundamental of who we are as people, and that's who who we are, citizens and republic. I mean, the idea of all are created equal. Those wonderful words in our founding documents, 244 years ago, are are premised on this Christian, not this remarkable Judeo-Christian idea that God made us all. So therefore, you know, the the idea of like having um, some people that are you know fundamentally uh, unequal from each other and 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 the republic, that's wrong. Uh, that was that was an amazing um, launch principle um, back in the day. And if we're not in touch with that and wrestling with that, then we're not going to be able to take on things like coronavirus or, or our national debt or, or climate change or defending ourselves against other nations. We're not going to be able to take on any of that uh, because we've, we've lost our fundamental anchoring principle of who we are as people. So I guarantee you, John, there's people listening right now who are saying, why doesn't he run for president? And then in the next, like, and I'm not asking you this question, but, but people will ask in the next breath, breath is he red or blue? And I yeah. think that because we are so fixated on that one question and we imagine that that one dividing line is the you know, necessary litmus, litmus test of whether or not um, you know, somebody is, is worthy of our attention um, and coming alongside, I do think that this one division among us as a people is, is sort of critically right now, at least, you know, at the core of, um, of our failure to function. I mean, just to yeah. even basically function. And so um, when we come back, would love for you to walk around in the eight principles to restore the soul of America. Um, we're not obviously giving the whole book away uh, today, but we're really encouraging you guys to check it out. The book is American Awakening, Eight Principles to Restore the Soul of America. John Kingston is the author, and he and I will be right back. Continuing my conversation with John Kingston, we're talking about the book that just uh, launched yesterday, American Awakening, Eight Principles to Restore the Soul of America, also the Better Together Project. Um, John, talk with us about the eight principles. Sure. And, and if, I, if, I, if I may, I'm just going to go back to a, a point that you made right before we, we cut away for a break. And you said, well, you know, gosh, um, people say, well, well, is he red? Is he blue? Is he, you know, and, and, and I, I totally hear you. And that is exactly uh, uh, one of the key fault lines in American life right now. And I will say, um, you know, to, to, to you, just to il illustrate the point I'm making, I ran as a Republican, but, uh, but my team was not only in my, my management team on my, my campaign, uh, first time in American political life, best I can tell, was, was not only um, black and white and Latino and Asian, but also Democrat, independent, Green Party, uh, libertarian. So my, my management team was, was all across the American spectrum. Uh, my, you know, it doesn't mean that ideas don't matter. Ideas do matter about how to govern, govern ourselves. But, but my, my basic point is, my basic approach is, all of the issues that we have in America uh, are not Republican issues, they're not Democratic issues, they're not whatever issues. Um, they're, they're American issues and they're people issues. And, and, and we can find solutions to all of them. Uh, and, and I know that wasn't the question you asked. I'm sorry, but I just I just thought to myself, you know, when, when I heard that, it's like, you know, that that is the essence of, of what we're trying to get to. 
you know, going back to the principles, you know, you start with the basic building blocks of who we are as, as, as human beings and that we were made here for purpose and meaning and significance. If you don't know that, you don't know why you're getting up in the morning. And that, that may be why, why you have such a hard time, you know, getting on in civil society, because the only thing that animates you is making you mad at somebody. That's a problem. We remind people in the book that you're, you know, you're made for adversity. Um, the time, these times of coronavirus and racial reckoning, these are things we're supposed to uh, uh, redeem. God's made us to redeem the, the, ch the challenges these days. We're made to live together in community, which Corona and and these tough times have certainly helped us remember. Like, you know, you're if you're alone, you're not meant to be alone. You're meant to be with human beings. You're supposed to, you know, go through this life together. And then, and then finally, after we, we kind of go from the building blocks of who you are as a person, who you are in your community and with your family and others, and, and reminding us who we, who we are as, as children of God, then, then we get into the higher and more transcendent themes of American ideals and who we are across race and, and across, uh, you know, uh, tribal tribes and across uh, difference. Um, and, and I'll just, I'll just say one thing. I'm sorry for running on Carmen here, but I'll just, I'll just say fine. one more thing. You're fine. You're fine. Keep, keep one talking, more man. thing on that point, which is just to say, because I know this is Faith Radio, that just to remind everybody that, that the arc of God's creation um, runs from the beginning, that we're, we're made in his image, each one of us, which I said at the outset, um, you know, and then that means everyone was made in his image and everyone is deserving of our respect um, and, and, and our love uh, to the New Testament, you know, where, where, where Paul reminds us that in, in, in the body of, of believers, you know, we're neither Jew nor Greek, you know, slave nor free. I mean, those words were like crazy radical at the time. And, and what that means is that, that today, if we're to apply them, it means that it's, it's Black Lives Matter people taking out the concerns of, of people who are make America great again, people, you know, and vice versa. Um, and, and, uh, and then on to, to revelation, you know, where, where the end of the story is that we're all together in, you know, all different voices, um, you know, from all different peoples, um, around, uh, the world who, who are together, uh, you know, enjoying, um, uh, you know, sort of God's presence and singing his praise. So, so my point is in all that, uh, that, 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 that this is the arc of our story. Uh, this is who we are. And, and if we forget that, we forget that at our peril. Um, and that's what we've done as a country. And that's what we've done as people of faith, too. Um, I'm sorry to, to be so declarative on that. But we've lost we've lost that basic narrative. We've lost the thread here. And, and so this book is trying to re recall everybody that basic thread of who we are as people, what, how we're supposed to be together and where we're going and where God's taking us. What, one of the things that I just deeply appreciate about not just the book, but the entire project, um, and again, the project, I'm just going to describe it as better together. Where, where am I sending people online to uh, to most easily access the, the sort of the entirety of the Better Together project? Sure. If, if you look at AmericanAwakening.us, um, you'll see, see um, dimensions of all of our projects, our our, our daily podcasts and live streams and, and the concert and, and the book and, and, and other other dimensions of, of what we're doing. Um, so, you know, look, it, it, where, where does spiritual awakening start? It's a you know, I mean, that is a, a slightly, um, you know, rhetorical question or whatever. But, you know, we believe that this what's needed, that this great reckoning in America and 80 percent of Americans think that the country is spiraling out of control right this minute, which is devastating, a devastating figure. 
Um, but it, it's times like that that God comes in and says, you know what? There's another way, guys, and, and, and awakening starts. And that's what we're playing for is a, is a American awakening, a spiritual awakening, a better together awakening, first in the church um, and, and then in our nation. Yeah, a reckoning um, or just a wreck. And that's, I think, uh, John, one, right? I mean, we, we are either yeah. just, just headlong, pale male headed just toward a disastrous wreck, or there's yeah. going to be a reckoning, and we're going, to, we're going to come to a critical moment individually and collectively as a people before the Lord. We're going to confess. We're going to repent. We're going, we are either going to humble ourselves or we're going to be humiliated. Like, I, it, this is... You know, the trajectory that we're on is not good. Most Americans think we're on, you know, the quote unquote wrong wrong track. And you and I both know that's because the right track is the way and the truth and the life. And he's got a name. I mean, I I mean, at some level, it's pretty simple. And then yet I know that as it works itself out in the complexities of our individual lives, certainly in our interpersonal relationships, and then ultimately in the way that we are uh, uh, a, a body politic as a people. You know, it is it is complex and it's got lots of parts and pieces, but you're taking us back to where we have to start. And if we don't start at the right place, we're not going to end at the right place. And so it just it's I just deeply appreciate what you're doing. Carmen, that is that I, I want to say that um, that is uh, just observed. That is very well said. Um, and I really appreciate that insight. And, and I'll just say one one more thing. I mean, I, I, I think everything you said is right. But but I think um, the reckoning um, has to start first with, with people of God. We've gotten attached mm-hmm. to political power. We've gotten we we're no less materialist than anybody else. Um, you know, we we we've we've lost our our ability to be salt and light. And and, and unless we humble ourselves and repent, then then we will not find the way back. Um, as a, as a as a people of faith and as a country, so the, the words that you just said, I think, are so on point. But they're they're most on point for for the the, the church and, and for folks that are that are already earnestly you know believing in God, but but have gotten caught up in all sorts of things which are not who we actually are as people. Yeah, my husband is fond of saying uh, if. Uh... Uh, if you want to, you know, if you want to see, like, right, a restoration, um, the Word of God has to be restored to its rightful place in the life of every believer if we really want to see the church restored to her rightful place in our common life. And and only then, um, you know, would we collectively as a nation find ourselves rightly restored. So I do think that it does start with the people of faith um, returning conscientiously um, in ways that are very, very significant and to the Word of God and um, to a passion for who he is and the pursuit of his glory and that alone. And um, you're, you're exactly right. That's, um, that's where it all leads, or that's where it all starts in order that it all might lead forward to something that, as you describe, is better together. All right, this is the ongoing campaign for the soul of America. I'm going to encourage people to check it all out at AmericanAwakening.us, including the brand new book, uh, American Awakening. Uh, John Kingston, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you'll come back. Thank you, Carmen. Pleasure to be with you. Thanks, everybody out there. Keep fighting the good fight. What a delight. We'll be right back. Take everything. I have run over many of our breaks and in and out of all kinds of trouble today. So many, many thanks to Paul Perot for um, keeping the ship afloat. Do my job. Throughout, 
And by the way, um, happy day after your anniversary. Oh, thank I, you. I, I, thank I forgot you. at the end of the hour yesterday, I had made myself a note to wish you and Jessica a happy anniversary, and I failed to do that. So a day late, but that. not, but no shortage of sentiment. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, celebrating, um, celebrating the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Go out there and, uh, you know, be a good representative of him. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBurge from Faith Radio. If you haven't, you can subscribe to automatically receive the podcast through iTunes or the Google Play Music app. That way you never miss an episode. It's also available anytime at MyFaithRadio.com.